Hey, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine coming to you today with the weekly podcast. Um, welcome to Standard Daylight Time. Not Daylight Savings Time, but Daylight Time. You know, it's that time of the year where we head into winter. And we all kind of hate it when you switch over times from... We love it when you hit Daylight Savings Time because you get more time to play in the evening after work. Um, you know, we all kind of hate it when it's taken away from us the first week of November because you kind of dread the onset of winter, darkness, and cold, and sometimes depression. You know, a lot of my patients get seasonal affective disorder at this time of the year. So it just reminds me how important that sleep is. Let's talk about sleep today because you probably all are going to have a weird week with your sleep cycle, your circadian rhythm this week. Um, so let's talk about how to get adjusted. And I've got some new ideas about it because, you know, I'm a person that has had a lot of sleep issues over the years. I think starting from college when you're forced to pull all-nighters to study for organic chemistry or physics or whatever hard classes you took, and you tend to sleep later at that time. But as you get older, you really can't sleep very late. You know, almost every baby boomer that I know has sleep problems, especially people like me who are maybe doctors that have had their sleep cycle really screwed up over the years of taking call, doing residency, um, going back into the hospital at 2 a.m. to admit patients, then getting up at six to go back and do your rounds and see all your office patients so people that have a really kind of a high pressure job tend to have the most problems I think with sleep and as we become older it becomes harder to sleep anyway so let's talk about a few ideas and uh, about sleep and how to maybe help yourself get back into that better sleep pattern because if you're not sleeping well I mean, every disease in the world follows from uh, metabolic syndrome to cancer to mental problems to dementia. I mean, you name it. If you don't sleep well, you're more likely to get it. So let's talk about sleep. First of all, sleep is determined by the environment you're in. Like is you have a cool, dark room. Do you have lights turned on? Are you reading your iPad or watching TV? So the environment you're in, including temperature, and also the environment you're on, i.e. your mattress and your pillow, equally important. And I know for me, I've, I've changed my mattress and pillow so many times and make your head spin. You know, and sometimes I'll get a really great mattress and start sleeping well, and other times I've had a terrible mattress. And I've had every kind, and really it doesn't depend on how expensive it is. It just depends on my body. You know, I'm kind of a slide, side stomach sleeper. The best position to sleep in is your back if you can. Unfortunately, only 15% of the people can sleep on their back, uh, mostly because of breathing problems. Um, so breathing becomes very important during sleep. You know, whether you breathe through your nose, which you should, or your mouth, which you shouldn't. I know I use a breathe right strip every night. Uh, I don't think I have sleep apnea. I've done a home sleep test, but so many people do, and that's so important. Um, so very few of us get the seven to nine hours of sleep that we need and wake up refreshed. 
I mean, how many of you wake up just raring to go? A few, but probably not the majority. There's really two forces that um, help us to sleep. One is a chemical. It's really a neurotransmitter, a neuromodulator. You know, we talk about a lot about neurotransmitters like we did dopamine uh, and serotonin and, and the like. But adenosine something you may not have heard about, but... What adenosine does, and it's, it's produced in every cell of your body, it creates something called sleep hunger. And the longer you've been awake, the more of this you produce. So by the end of the day and nighttime hits, you've got a lot of adenosine that helps put you to sleep. Um, I mean, if you go pull an all-nighter, you've got a lot of adenosine in your body um, that's going to eventually put you to sleep. Now, caffeine kind of inhibits adenosine so if you're drinking a lot of caffeine it blocks the adenosine out and you're not going to sleep well now people have different tolerances to caffeine that's most people some people can drink coffee at night and go right to sleep so there's a lot of different genetic tolerances for uh, caffeine but think about adenosine and how that builds up in your body and allows you to sleep um the other force is called the circadian force. And that's your circadian rhythm or that clock that's in your brain that kind of regulates your day and night cycle. Um, it's really governed by sunlight. So there's a balance um, of what you need to do. Of course, in the morning, cortisol wakes you up. Um, everybody thinks about cortisol as a stress hormone, but it's also a waking hormone. Cortisol should be high in the morning because that's what wakes you up and gets your uh, epinephrine going and all those other neurotransmitters. But think about cortisol being released. It alerts you to wake up. Um, at night, it's melatonin, that hormone in your pineal gland, very small peas-like structure in the center of your brain. Uh, it tells you... It, it helps promote sleep, helps you go to sleep. That's why so many people take melatonin at night to um, help them sleep. So you have a balance of these uh, two hormones, cortisol and melatonin. Um, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes really hard to regulate these two, especially if you're stressed. Um, the thing I want to emphasize is a couple, a few natural things you can do to kind of reestablish that circadian rhythm. And it turns out the most important thing for your sleep is the sun. And one thing I'm starting to do, especially now that we have, um, you know, Eastern Standard Time here, is to get up when the sun comes up. Um, there's no amount of different type of light that can wake you up like real sunlight from the sun. I mean, artificial lights can't do it. They just don't have the luxes to do it. Uh, you, you know, there are simulators, but none of them come close to the sun. And the thing about it, too, you need to get outside. Um, when you are staring at sun behind glass or even behind sunglasses, you know, you are blocking out most of the good things that wake you up in the morning uh, the light that you need um, even blue light you know you need blue light in the morning 
you don't want it at night, but you need that blue yellow light in the morning to kind of establish that circadian rhythm. So, and you need to really get outside to do it. And it takes, depending on latitude and a bunch of things, anywhere from just two minutes to 10 minutes. So if there is some way that you can get outside um, for the sunrise or quickly thereafter, you're going to realize a lot of benefits. It's also going to enable you to sleep better at night. Now, the other important thing that we're built to do is watch the sunset. That kind of signals to your body that's winding down, time to uh, think about sleeping. So sunrise is important, but so is the sunset. So try to be outside for each one of those things. Now, what about naps? Um, I'm okay. Some people can take naps and function very well with naps. Now, I define a nap as something that will refresh you, and it needs to be less than 20 minutes. As a matter of fact, naps can be very powerful. Um, you know, it's hard for some of us to take naps, except maybe on Sundays when I tend to fall asleep if I'm reading the paper in the afternoon or watching TV, especially golf. Golf really puts me to sleep um, when I watch it. Um, I'm terrible at playing it, so I have to watch it. Um, so another thing you can do if you can't nap, if you wake up really groggy from a nap, that means you're not sleeping at night. But another thing you can do in place of a nap is meditate. Meditation is a way of relaxing your body and inducing calm. You know, your, body, your, whole, your whole cycles between wakefulness and sleep are energy and calm. Sympathetic versus parasympathetic nervous system. You've got to learn how to control each one of them. So meditation is a good way. Um, it's really a form of using your body to control your mind. It's very hard for your mind to control your mind, if you know what I'm talking about. But your body can control your mind. That's why breathing, you can teach your body how to breathe. That can calm your mind. So can exercise. Um, so can intermittent fasting. So can sweating. Um, there's a lot of ways to activate your um, parasympathetic um, nervous system, even pressure points that can calm you down. So it's very important. Um, now, when we talk about sleep, we always need to talk about drugs and supplementations. Um, and everybody thinks melatonin, which we've mentioned already. Now, melatonin, um, I'm not against it at all. I think it's, I think it's good. The problem with melatonin is it helps a lot of people fall asleep but not stay asleep. And, you know, if you measure your, your states of sleep like I do with my aura ring every night, um, you can really tell how, how good you're sleeping. Um, even the sleep number bed will tell you how you've slept. It won't give you the stages of sleep, but it will give you the periods when you're awake or restless. So I'm not against the sleep number bed, too. Um, but the aura ring has sure helped me uh, look at how I've slept. And it pretty well correlates with how good I feel. But anyway, um, the first one I'll, supplement I always mention, of course, is melatonin. So if you do take melatonin and you do well with it and sleep through the night, you're probably going to need a one that has a quick release and an intermediate release. I, you know, 
I like the life extension extended release. And you may have to work your dose up a little bit of it. But if you wake up too groggy, um, you know you're taking too much. And the thing about melatonin is it's not regulated. So, and that's why I like life extension. They're, they seem to be pretty solid. But a lot of times melatonin can have 15% of the melatonin that's actually stated in the milligram, or it may have 200%. So it's, there's a lot of nebulous areas with different types of melatonin, so be careful. Um, I'm certainly not against melatonin. Um, but one of my favorites, of course, is magnesium. We've talked about it many times. And I tend to like the magnesium 3 and 8 for sleep. There's a lot of other reasons for magnesium, like constipation, etc. But the 3 and 8, maybe the glycinate, or maybe a combination of magnesiums uh, will help you, help you sleep better. And usually take it about... Um, Eh, 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed seems to kick in then um, I like L-theanine um, that's another one that kind of produces calm um, L-theanine is just a good supplement to help you sleep again take it about 30 minutes before you go to bed um, another one that I've kind of learned about and I really like is apigenin it's called A-P-I-G-E-N-I-N. Um, it's about 50 milligrams. It really um, comes from chamomile. You know, people that drink chamomile tea at night seem to uh, sleep better. you got to be careful with this, though, because it can uh, inhibit estrogen. So if you're a woman and you need, you need that estrogen or if you're on an estrogen supplement, then you need to, to measure and make sure it doesn't lower your estrogen levels too much. Same thing with men, although it, it's probably good for men that are on testosterone replacement because that naturally kind of tends to bump your um, estrogen levels a little high. So, again, you don't know unless you check the level, um, but it can suppress uh, estrogen in men as well. And you, men need some estrogen. You know, you need the right balance of estrogen whether you're a man or a woman. Of course, you need a lot more of it as a woman. You need some as a man, just like women need some testosterone, but not nearly the amount of man that needs. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do. There's a lot of, you know, apps that you can teach yourself how to meditate with, like Headspace is a good one that I have. Um, there's a lot of other things you can do to calm yourself down at night and get ready to have a great night's sleep. Um, like I say, if you're overweight, uh, if you snore, you need a sleep study. Um, sometimes um, sleep apnea is just can kill you. I mean, it can cause hypertension, cardiac arrest, sudden death, chronic fatigue, and, and sleeplessness. The most common people that have sleep apnea, of course, are obese and they snore. But there's a lot of skinny people that snore as well from a short neck and wrong shortened airways, small airways, etc., maybe even sleep positions. Um, so, you know, you need to get yourself a great pillow. I use a body pillow, which seems to really help my back. I have a lot of chronic low back ache um, from a lot of uh, degenerative disc disease and also some scoliosis that I deal with. So I've found a full body pillow that really helps me. I can kind of 
hug onto it, put it between my legs. It supports my back, allows me to sleep comfortably on my side and not my stomach. So that's the sleep position is really important as well. You know, there's a lot of other drugs that you can take for sleep. You know, Ambien, of course, was the one we think about. I really don't like Ambien. I've tried it before. People get crazy on Ambien. They, they don't know what they're doing in the middle of the night. They may eat. They may sleepwalk. Um, they, they may drive their car around. I don't like Ambien. Um, and the longer you take some of these drugs, the more they don't work. You get tolerant to them. Lunesta is a cleaner drug than Ambien, I think. But, um, you know, it's one of those Z drugs that still you don't need to be taking every night. I'm not against taking Lunesta for periods of your time when you, of your life when you can't sleep. So you're on business travel, you have to get a good night's sleep. Um, you're extremely worried, um, you know, but do those other things that can kind of calm you down. We used to use trazodone a lot, still do. It's one of those tricyclic antidepressants that we used to use many years ago for depression, but it seems to help uh, a lot of people sleep. I'm not a big fan of it myself. I tried one one night thought I was paralyzed I mean I took a very low dose of it and I couldn't stand it but some people do pretty well with it there's some newer drugs out for sleep but again I'm not really big on taking a lot of prescription drugs for sleeping um, do the natural stuff first and maybe try getting up with the sunlight getting outside watching the sunset finding ways to calm yourself down at night, avoid overhead light for sure, avoid watching TV or reading on your tablet or computer. Um, you know, I think with social media, especially kids, you know, you really never get your brain a time to relax and sleep. You're going to live a lot longer if you learn how to sleep better. Uh, so now as we approach winter, um, you know, get the sunshine, get that amount of sunshine. Even on a cloudy day, you're getting a ton more from the natural sun than you're getting from these artificial lights that you see indoors. And certainly avoid fluorescent lighting. That's a sure way of getting depressed is spending the whole day under fluorescent bulbs. I can't stand working with fluorescent bulbs. Never do it. I immediately replace those with LED lights at least. Uh, so I hope this has helped you. You really need to sleep. It's one of the four tenets of my practice that I emphasize so much. Nutrition, exercise, sleep, and balanced hormones. So here's to, to sleeping better. Um, there's a lot of factors that influence it. If you have questions, you can't sleep, certainly come see us. We order a lot of sleep tests, even home sleep studies. But if you're not sleeping well and you don't have that great wakefulness during the day, there's a balance, there's something off, uh, maybe come see us or your doctor to talk about that and get straightened out. You're going to live a lot longer and a lot more healthy. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.